nuts. Bam, we're live. I can't believe it. 600 shows. It was bound to happen. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. So sorry, Kevin. No sweat, man. I uh, I was I was trying to change the schedule for the show so that I could go skateboarding with the kids this morning. And then I was so excited that you were able to change it, start an hour early, which I appreciate. And then yeah. I never changed my alarm. I got so excited I forgot to. Like I was so excited you say yes to go to the prom with me. Then by the end of the night, I forgot to kiss you. <laughs> still yeah, yeah. Celebrate, still celebrating that you said yes. Yeah, it's no problem for me. I'm out, out in South Carolina, so it's it's not that early here. Oh, where uh, are you? You're not in jail, are you? You're a free man? Yeah, yeah, free man. Yeah, okay, sir. you're not trapped in a coal mine? Where are you? What is that? I'm in my basement gym. I don't know oh, if you I see lo- it. My basement I love gym. it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm from California. What's a basement? <laughs> What's a basement? Yeah, it's just an underground area. This is this is actually where I started CrossFit when I when I um, you know, I just kind of started CrossFit on my own. It's been eleven years now, and we didn't have a affiliate. The closest one was about forty five minutes away, so I started. I just found it and had old steel plates, you know, with that there were not Olympic barbells and all that kind of stuff, and started down here. So I've slowly grown over time, but. I don't use it that much anymore because I've we've got an affiliate here that I coach at and, and that kind of thing. But uh, I figured this would be a good spot to do it. Hey, yeah, it is an awesome spot. Uh, you guys, uh, Kevin really uh, screwed up my narrative. That's why that's why I brought him on. You guys are going to love this. <laughs> he, he he had uh, his ticker started acting funny, uh, but we can't blame the vaccine. Darn it! No, not darn it. Um, how did you? How how old are you? I am uh, 46, be 47 in November. So Looking pretty, good, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Try to stay in shape and, and stay young as much as I can. <laughs> Did you do something before you um, before CrossFit to stay healthy? Did you have some sort of physical regimen? Not really. I mean, I lifted weights. I didn't know what I was doing. Once I kind of once I got married, I figured I needed to get in shape. I was I've always been like a really skinny guy. I'm a pretty small guy still, but um, I was like 120 pounds soaking wet all the way through high school and college, and uh, you know finally. You got married and we didn't have any kids and just got our job, you know, in the real world. And it, I figured I need to do something, you know. So I got some, you know, the old Gold's Gym bench and plates. And I think a bench three times a week and, you know, the, the old, you know, what everybody does. And then, yeah, yeah. Kind of looking for something that would be more interesting. You know, that regimen is pretty boring, you know, the backs and buys and shoulders and tries or whatever, however it goes. And so um, I, I found CrossFit, I think it was on February 1st. It was just a random date. I can't remember the year, but um, I think it's about 11 years ago. So maybe 2011, maybe. And uh, just started trying it with the barbells I had, you know, and, and figuring it out. And then, like I said, slowly built a basement gym, which I'm in. And then, uh, yeah, so that's kind of not not much before that. I played basketball in high school and stuff. But and How tall are you? College. Uh, 5'9". Yeah, one twenty. Th- that's that's lean and mean. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty, pretty. I was just scrawny. I mean, it wasn't really lean and mean. It was just scrawny. <laughs> you know? How do you? How, um, how do you get? One time I dropped to uh, in college. I dropped to one. I think one thirty five. I was on a pretty hardcore uh, regiment of um, MDMA just every day <laughs> for like for like. Uh, so 45, days, 45 days of MDMA. How do, and I <laughs> sure. dropped to 135. Yeah. I I, I just did, what do you eat to stay at 120 and 59? 
Well, I mean, I was in college. It, it was mainly like a little bit of pizza and a lot of beer, probably. Um, you know, like it wasn't, you know, how it is and ramen noodles and stuff like that. So you it, weren't it doing meth or thing. coke or you weren't like on a regimen of MDMA no, or no, no, no. <laughs> uh, probably too much drinking and too much alcohol and, uh, you know, whatever we could get our hands on for food. But yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And, um, and so then you basically started doing, um, the fun workouts that we all, you know, back yep. in the day started doing. And, yeah. uh, and how much weight did you put on doing that? Um, probably, uh, probably, you know, and I started eating better along with it, you know, those kind of things too, uh, hand in hand, but, um, probably, yeah, I was probably in the one fifty five. I'm about one six between one sixty five and one seventy now, I'll give or take. So wow. probably, probably once I started and really got into it after a year or so, it was probably up to one fifty, one fifty five. but still, I mean, my metabolism helps. So I stay pretty lean and you know, that, that helps. I don't put on, so I can eat a good, even now I can still eat a good, almost anything I want and a good bit of it. And and stay pretty lean. Yeah. So you put, you, you're basically 30 to 40 pounds heavier than you were in college and you're still lean. Yep. That's, dude, that's true. Yeah. Dude, Hiller would for sure know this guy's juicing. <laughs> for sure. Let's see the progress picks. Right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and, um, and how did CrossFit, uh, in 2011, how did CrossFit, um, climb, into your brain do you remember where you saw it were you watching tv or i don't i think i did see it on tv or a men's health or something you know goofy like that and, and then i I mean really like i'm kind of the classic stereotypical tale i found the main site started doing workouts off of that and i did had very limited equipment and so there'd become a workout i don't have that you know i need to get one and I don't, I don't have that i need to get one or i need to make shift or modify and that kind of thing and um you know so it just it just kind of, I mean, because it was interesting, it was something different every day, and it was something I could do and pretty easily in an hour. And especially before the our our affiliate opened, I did I did CrossFit a lot at lunch. I, I worked six miles from here, so I'd come home and I could change quick, you know, like knock out a, you know, with warm up and cool down and everything, a forty minute CrossFit workout, and then grab food and eat on my way back, you know. And so I did that um pretty much every day, you know, um, down here in my basement, just. But I don't remember exactly how I found it. People have asked me that before, and I, I think it was just really like the internet or or, uh, or a magazine or something. Do you have kids now? I do. I do. I have a son that's uh, eighteen. He's uh, about to head off to the Navy. He's got a Navy SEAL contract, so he's headed to oh, headed wow. off. Uh, he ships out in May. Um, I mean, oh, I got some good news for your son. I yeah, yeah. Good news. And then I've got a daughter, son. and he he was a wrestler. Um, he does CrossFit with me. He's a wrestler, and then I've got a daughter who's fifteen, who's a, a hoping to be a level 10 gymnast this next season so wow yeah so pretty pretty good athletic kids yeah uh so is that three kids total two, two, two. two okay okay, two, okay. Yeah. um look at this i saw this last night u.s navy quietly cancels vaccine requirement order for seals that's great <laughs> they all decided yeah. they're not gonna take it and you can't make us yeah We've actually been talking about it. We went and saw um, our family physician and said, hey, what do we need to do? They're going to give him the shot. Should we go ahead and get the Johnson and Johnson shot just to like so he wouldn't have to get the other ones? Because, I mean, he's in that prime right. myocarditis. I yep. mean, he is he's 150 pounds, I mean, with shoulders this wide and a waist this big. And, I mean, he's swimming, you know, five, six miles a week. He's running 30 miles a week. And I mean, I'm like, he's the prime, you know, young male myocarditis candidate. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know, are they going to give him these jabs? Should we get something else beforehand to try to. And what did they say? That that's, that seems like some smart thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, she said, she said the same thing, try to do as much research as you can. If the Navy, if the Navy, uh, 
won't give him the shot. And we've heard some at boot camp that'll say, Hey, I'm good. I don't need it. And they just pass them by whether that's true or not. But, um, mm. you know, we, so we just kind of said, Hey, we'll get him to get him to Johnson and Johnson before he goes. And then he'll be, he'll have his legit vaccine card and, and hopefully, you know, that, that covers him. But that's kind of what his doctor, kind of what our doctor said too. Oh, were you in the military? I was not. No, I wish I would have been, but I, that was kind of not, that was before September 11th when I got out of high school and college and stuff like that. So, was, or while I was in college. So, uh, you know, it just, I don't know. It's just military seemed like it was different then, you know, was, so anyway. No, Why, um, what, what, do you know what swayed his opinion for that? And did that scare you? Did you try talking him out of it or did you try talking him into it or? He, uh, he's wanted to do that since I can remember. I know he wrote a paper about what he, you know, you, you know, how you're in middle school, you got to write a paper, what you're going to do, what's your career going to be like. And he wrote a paper about being a Navy SEAL and, uh, he just never grew out of it. I kind of thought he would, he made straight A's all the way through high school. Um, you know, on the Dean's list could have gone to not any college, but he could have gone to, you know, Clemson or some, a pretty good college around here. Uh, and it, he just said, I don't want to do that. You know? Uh, this is what I've wanted to do. This is what I want to do in my career. He thought through it really. And we even talked to him, you know, his, his mom really wanted him to go to college first. And she talked through it about what about if you go to college first and then go in as an officer. But, um, you know, through his, his own research, he said, you know, if I go in as an officer, there's not as many jobs and only get one shot at it. If I go in as enlisted, I can go straight in. I get three chances. You know, if I get hurt, he's, I mean, he thought it all through and he said, and, and what do you go to college for to get a job? And he said, I'll have the job I want, you know, if I, if I make it. And I'll always have a job, you know, as a, if, if he makes it through, you know, and I, obviously he hadn't done the hard part yet, but, um, so that, that was him. And it's kind of hard to argue that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm as you were talking, I was like, I wonder how I would take that if one of my kids wanted to go into the military. Yeah. I ho- yeah I hope I would, I'm really I hope- proud of him. I mean, it's not, ner- yeah. you know, as it gets closer to shipping off, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking, but you know, and, and I mean, it's going to be tough because we probably, you know, here in South Carolina, we'll, we'll obviously travel to where we can to see him, but we, he's going to be gone for over a year. You know, once he goes to boot camp, straight into mm-hmm. pre-buds, straight into buds. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. It's not like sending a kid to college where they come home on the weekends. You know, it's, <laughs> does yeah. he live? He lives at home now. Yeah, yeah, he does. So it'll be it'll be go from having him every day, being able to hold and kiss your son to bye bye. That's right. Yep. To see, uh, yeah, yeah, grow. He'll, he'll be, you know, and I know we've talked to a lot of people, military families, and they said he'll come home and you won't hardly recognize him. He'll go from, you know, a boy to a man overnight and it'll just be different. So that's all right. I mean, that's what you raise them for is to, you know, put well balanced kids and then send them off into the world. So we're sending them. Um, are, are your parents alive? They are. Yep. D- they did are. you, did they say, what do they say about it? They're proud of him. I'm yeah. I know they're nervous and, you know, but I mean, how can you not be proud of somebody that, I mean, you know, a lot of, I, this is going to sound bad, but a lot of kids go to the military because they don't have any other options or it's like sure. stay, mm-hmm. stay out of jail, yeah. Yeah. you know, and this was his decision. This is what he wants to do. And I said, Hey, as you know, I love our country and, you know, what, as screwed up as it seems like it is now, but um, we need people that want to do that. Yeah. You know? That's what I was going to say. We need people passion. like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, C- Caleb and I have a, a mutual friend who's in the military who b- basically will do, would do anything to get out. <clears throat> really? Yeah. yeah. You know, because he, and, and it's exactly that they went in, he went in there because he had nothing else. Yeah. And now he has something else and, and, and he doesn't want it. And he wants out. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not hating on the guy at all for that, by the way. I it, It's a, uh, it's a sticky situation. I, I sure. it's the same thing. I, it's kind of like I could see being 18 and being completely gung ho. Right. And then yeah. by the time you're 25, you're like, you're ready to do something else. It's the same thing with opening an affiliate. 
I totally see that as something you want to do for 10 years. I could see wanting to open one at 19. Yeah. And then at 28 being like, Hey, I want to do something else. I've mastered this. The weird part about an affiliate, I'm really off subject here, but the weird part about opening an affiliate and having that shift is you need older affiliate owners to really probably, this is a sweeping generalization, but to understand the true power of CrossFit. You need yeah. someone, probably a 40-year-old gym owner who is like, hey, I can make someone who uh, can get in past buds with flying colors, and I can also save some a uh, 70-year-old man's life. You kind of need older owners, I'm guessing, uh, and I want to be proven wrong to kind of yeah. appreciate that, right? Like even at 34, when I found CrossFit, I could give two fucks if it helped cure you of diabetes. Like so? Yeah. You know, like yeah, and our gym is our gym's eight years old, CrossFit Greenwood, and the owner I, I've I've coached with him. He he actually went he from Clinton um, about forty five minutes away, and he he found me and said, "Hey, I want to open a gym in Greenwood. Would you coach with me? First, do you think it'll work? And second, will you coach with me?" And I said, "I think it'll work. The first one that gets here, it's going to work." You know, and so so we kind of set it up and and went that way, and uh, I've been with him ever since. And and um, you know, he was a, a competitor. But he's five years younger than me, so he's like 42 now. But, um, you know, when we started it, I guess that makes him 34. You know, and, and we it was all competition and kind of elite athletes. But, I mean, we've got a, a over 55 class now. We've got teens. We've got kids. We've got you name it. And it's more rewarding, I think. I would go into that over 55 class and just fuck people up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because a lot of them will, will do that class. And then, you know, after a few months, they're transitioning into the regular classes. They want the more intensity and a little bit more. So it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, you know, and I think, I think it takes, like you said, gym ownership takes some evolution. You come in there with, you know, breathing fire and then you realize, you know what, it's not all about competition. I, I can really change some people's lives, you know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Greg, cool. Greg started this class at, um, at HQ at the, in the, in the, um, big gym we had there in the mornings, he basically shut down the gym and he brought in some L one trainers and he started this program. I, and I think Susie had actually asked if he could coach there, um, a little bit. I tried. Yeah. Uh, and it was just for old people and fat people. Hmm. And it was funny cause Greg called it the underserved. And I'm like, Hey, I think the minorities got that. I think that's like the poor <laughs> Armenian kid. Like, no, no. Underserved is fat and old. I'm like, all right. I, fuck it. I, I ain't like, you have some pretty strict guidelines. Like, ah, you're well, not that's the, not that's, yeah, that's the thing, dude. My mom went to that class at like 75 and my mom had already been doing CrossFit for eight years and she was just fucking people up. Like at yeah. 75, she was the fucking, you know, there were 20 people in there. My fire mom breather. was a fire breather. It wasn't cool. Yeah, but but yeah, Greg yeah. said she could go there. So my mom, at five feet tall, ninety four pounds, soaking wet, was the fire breather in there. She said, "I'll do some burpees," and the other people are just leaning against the wall and pushing themselves <laughs> up for burpees. Literally, yeah. you know what I mean? Was, yeah, yeah, was taking <laughs> these these are people who couldn't hang off a bar, and my mom's like, "Yeah, what? She's going pull a strict pull yeah. up or something? Yeah, I yeah. hang here all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Like these are, you know, this, these are people who didn't want to get out of their car. So, but, um, incredible, incredible class. Kudos to your gym for having an over 55. I think that speaks a successful class like that speaks volumes about the, uh, trainer. Yeah. And they are, um, that group is so dedicated. I mean, there's 10 to 12 of them in there every week and it's the same ones. And if somebody skips, they're on them. You know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's hard. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, another thing too, is my mom was a workaholic her whole life. Uh, she was a high powered attorney, just grinding. You know what I mean? A 40 hour yeah. week was not, that was Monday. Yeah. And, uh, 
I just and she worked and worked and worked and she and she was never a social person. She we, she never had friends. I don't ever remember having any friends growing up or anything like that. And for her to join a CrossFit gym at sixty nine, I think. Yeah, she's probably come up on her ten years. Uh, that was huge for her. The first two years gave her crazy anxiety. She didn't want any friends. She didn't want anyone talking to her. You know what I mean? She the only people she talked to, she stood in a courtroom and whooped ass. Yeah, and. Yeah. uh and, and now, now that's her like her social circle. Those are her, her homeboys. Like she'll be like, yeah. "Oh, so and so from my affiliate was out of town, and she's visiting for a couple of days, and I'm I'm not going to talk to you for two days because I'm going to be with her." I'm like, "What? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have that's friends." Cool. That's the way it is for all of us, right? I mean, for the yeah. most part, you know, you get in a gym and you get in that community, whether you're 20 or you're 70, and and you, that's your that becomes your people. You know, like, yeah. Um, did, did you ever have any health issues at any time in your life? Nope. I've been, uh, I mean, I've got a little bit of a thyroid issue that I found when I was in college. And I know a lot of people, oh, I've got a thyroid issue, but I really do have a thyroid issue. And uh, that's right where I went to. I was like, uh huh, sure. You yeah, do. sure. Yeah, right. Everybody's got a thyroid issue. No one. What, what is the thyroid? Do, do you need that thing? Is that, is this like, like where you're something with your immune system or if your thyroid's fucked up, you weigh 600 pounds or something? Yeah, you can or it can be really fast. So mine is slow, believe it or not. But um, yeah, and uh, it, I don't know, it just regulates. I, I just know if I have a, a when it when I'm in sh- feeling shitty, it's because my thyroid's off, and it it like really zaps all my energy and whatnot. But it's testicles that, in your throat. Your yeah, thyroid yeah. is a small butterfly shaped. Uh, no, let me sorry. Your thyroid is a small testicle shaped gland situated at the base of the front of your neck, just below your anus. Your Adam's apple. Yeah. Hormones produced by the thyroid gland, T3 and T4 have an enormous impact on your health, affecting all aspects of your metabolism. Okay, so somehow. Yeah, so it's probably too much information, but I have Hashimoto's disease, which is basically me, is an autoimmune disease. It's mean my body like rejected my thyroid and tried to attack it and get rid of it. Thought it was like a foreign body. So that's kind of why my yeah. Adam's up really big and it's kind of. Kevin, you can't have testicles in your throat and then your fucking immune system attacked it. Yeah, hey, pretty much. That's it. <clears throat> Hashimoto's disease, autoimmune disorder. The immune system creates antibodies that attack thyroid cells as if they were bacteria, viruses, or some other foreign body. The immune system wrongly enlists disease-fighting agents that damage cells and lead to cell death. What do you think about these people on um, – I used to follow this chick. Uh, she's kind. Of, she was kind of a wackadoodle, but she had this insane body. Courtney Hunt. No, 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 no. Courtney Hunt it, it has a nice body. Uh, this chick was a yoga teacher from LA, but she claimed her whole thing was she claimed she, um, um, uh, and how dare you, Caleb, call uh, <laughs> Courtney Hunt a wackadoodle? Uh, she's just big picture thinking, buddy. She's big picture. Come on, quantum, quantum. Got to get on her level. That's all. Yeah, dude. Um. Just because she uses the word quantum a lot doesn't mean she's wackadoodle. Uh, this chick says you could cure Hashimoto's, but uh, this chick says you could cure Hashimoto's with like a, I think the carnivore diet. Have you really? heard that? I haven't heard that, but I mean, I, I don't know. Mine, uh, when I promise you, when I don't take my medicine, I, it drops like really low. My thyroid level does, and I feel like crap. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's possible, but I mean, it's a, autoimmune disease so my body's attacked it so it doesn't really function anymore i I bet you my i don't know i bet you my wife knows that um that lady's name what's the yoga (laughs) teacher's name i used to follow huge icon huge tits (laughs) owned the studio 
in LA. I want um this is totally off this is totally off um subject but for all for for all you women out there who get uh, breast implants or who are thinking about it, you have to know that you are the distant cousin of people who get sex changes. You have to understand that even though you think you're making yourself more a woman, what you are doing is is you're altering the shape of your body and you're searching for happiness there and there will be none. I, 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 I'm not arguing your limitations for you. I know it sounds like I am because I would never do that to someone. But you are basically pursuing something for happiness where you will find none. Zero. Uh, my wife hates it when I say never. You will not find happiness by getting breast implants. You will not find um, happiness by getting transitioned. These are all people who are running from something that they should be sitting with. I, I don't know why I just said that I used to fall asleep. And, and for those of us men, we, we even know that, and this is the weird part. We still can't be stop being attracted. Even though we know your tits are just plastic bags inserted underneath your skin. We still can't, we still can't help, but not be attracted to them. I even saw the Instagram footage. They show this really beautiful girl and she puts watermelons under her shirt or not watermelons, water balloons water under balloons. her shirt. They show the whole thing. And then they show her run and they show the water balloons. Mounting, and I'm still attracted to her. I saw, I saw what you did yeah. and I can't, whatever my thyroid's fucked up. It's off and I, and I can't control it. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. It's fucking weird. I don't, I can't say, but you personally will not be happy um, with extra attention. It, it doesn't work that way. That's not how we're set up. And I'm so sorry for those of you who think you're going to have some medical procedure to make you happy. You, it, 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 it will not. The dress okay. might fit better. True. Like, tons <laughs> of dudes will be into you. <laughs> um the uh, attention you want. <laughs> so um uh so can you walk me through the the morning so you actually had a heart attack not a heart attack so i know it said heart attack but i didn't have a heart attack i had heart attacks kind of where your plumbing's like plugged up my plumbing okay. is clean like i don't have any blockages or anything like that but i had a okay. it's more of an ele electrical problem so it's it sounds really dramatic but it, the the medical definition is a sudden cardiac death event so that's um, that's what you yeah. had. You had a sudden cardiac death. event death. Yeah. Sudden cardiac okay. death. Yep, that's what it's called. That's the terminology. So um, it was a competition called Fittest of the Upstate. It was kind of this was before you know now there's a gazillion competitions you should qualify for, but this was in 2019 before there were a lot of those. So this was the first one that I'd ever done that I had to qualify for, and they use your open scores to qualify. And so I was lucky enough to qualify. It was a very by the way, that's a brilliant method that more people should use. Yeah. Yeah. Just use the open for your own uh, competition, but sorry, go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and we, and they still do it. It's now fittest of South Carolina. They expanded the whole state, but it, back then that was, a, and that was the inaugural event. It was the first one in 2019 fittest of, um, fittest of the upstate. So the, the, I was in the master's division and, uh, obviously, um, I was 40, what was it? Three years ago for 44, 42, I guess. Was this your 40, first competition ever entering? No, no, no. I had done a bunch of competitions, you know, throughout just but just you know if you pay your money you can compete kind of thing not not you've got to be good enough to compete so there's a lot of stress i mean not stress but i, I was kind of amped up for it looking forward to it and the the old guys us we went in the morning so there was only three four events but two of them were kind of tied together a max lift into a metcon so there was only really three events and uh, we were going to be done by noon we went early and uh the very first event was a, you know, and I know you probably don't care a lot about details, but it was an AMRAP. No, no, I do. I do. I do. I like all these details. All right. So it was an AMRAP of like a 14-calorie row. I think it was 12 burpee box jump overs, then 10 kettlebell snatches, I think, and a sandbag carry. 
and uh, something for like uh, 12 minutes or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I remember the very first row. I mean, it's like three, two, one, go the very first row. And I was like, golly, I feel slow. And like, had like a little bit of like discomfort in the middle of my back. Not like, you know, you pulled something in your back, just like this just feels off, you know, and maybe I didn't stretch out enough or I didn't warm up adequate, whatever. So I went through the whole first round. I got back to the row and I remember like six calories in on a 14 calorie row. I stopped. And I remember my judge saying like, what are you doing, man? You can't stop. I mean, you got to go. And I'm thinking the same thing. What the hell am I doing? I can't stop. You know, this is like, you know, and um, so I just like ground through the rest of the workout felt like shit the whole time and i finished it well, um, so, uh, so i want to see this is 2000 this is three years ago 2019 yep okay and when you say you stopped do, do you know that um really unique feeling of when you have food poisoning or you're really sick or like you really hurt yourself and like even if you wanted to look at the outside world you can't there's something inside of you that's taking an assessment of your body it's, yeah. it's like it happens right before you throw up sometimes the whole system's like it sucks that it, it's such a f- cool phenomenon. But do you know what I'm talking about? When the whole body, yeah. all your awareness, you're kind of like you kind of step out of your body and you feel yeah. the whole body, this, the whole cyborg go, OK, systems check like Iron Man. Yeah. And it's like running through and it's like something's not right. And it's like yeah. checking your feet and your and it's like, do, it, was it that when you stopped? You're like, it, it oh, really shit, was I'm doing it, a system. No, that's a good. Here good description of it. I mean, it really was, it was like, even, even when I finished the workout, I kind of went back and I couldn't almost like remember it, you know, like it just right. kind of was really going through the motions. I mean, it was the slowest burpee box jump overs you've ever seen. And like, you know, just the whole thing. I mean, I finished dead last by like 40 reps, something, I mean like ridiculous. And of course I didn't know there anything was going on. So, you know, I've kind of like just, you man, you need to suck it up, you know, get your act together, go drink, go in and drink a bang energy drink was probably. Yes. Yes. Like the I worst highly thing I could do. You know, I highly recommend I that. Sweated through a t-shirt, like wring it out, sweat it. And I mean, me, I was like, I'm so much more oh, capable wow. than this. What the hell happened? You know, so let me ask, uh, let me ask, and let's hit the next workout, you know, kind of thing. Let me ask Caleb something here real quick. Uh, Caleb, uh, are, as a medical professional, are those the two things that you should do? If you feel like you're having a cardiac event, drink a bang and jump on the rower. Those are, <laughs> or do you jump on the rower and then drink a bang? And which or- yeah. <laughs> the order? The order matters. Yeah. Or row first and then bang. Probably. And then, yeah, then yeah. shotgun a bang like a. Yeah. Holy Yeah. I didn't know shit. I was having a cardiac event at that point. I just knew something was really off, you know, but it was, you know how it is. It's, uh, I mean, as a guy, you're like, suck it up, man. I yeah. you know, made this and, you know, pull yourself together, you know, because I didn't have any history of anything and I didn't think anything was going wrong. So I really no did. heart attacks in your family either. Like your dad's cool. Mom's cool. Yeah. Everything's chill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's pretty good. Um, my dad has some blockages, but like I said, this is not a blockage and I didn't, I've never had any heart stuff before. I do annual physicals and all that kind of stuff. Felt like I was in pretty good shape. So took an hour off or whatever it was in between the next event. You know, like I said, I got some food, <laughs> drank that energy drink, changed shirts. And uh, the next one was, uh, you know, like uh, silly. It was, I think, a minute on the echo echo bikes had just kind of hit. And so we had an echo bike. It was like a minute on the echo bike and then max handstand walk distance for distance. You weren't Uh, scared in between in that hour? A voice didn't say to you, hey, dude, something's up? No, I was pissed. No. Okay. Okay. Because I prepared for this. I'd done all the workouts. I'm like, what? You know, I didn't, I really didn't have, I mean, maybe it's just arrogance, but I didn't, I felt like something was off, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And I was like, you know, what the hell? What a what a shitty day to have be off. You know, like I made this competition and wanted to do well. And uh what a shitty day to be off. So the next one was like a like I said, a minute on the echo bike and 
a minute handstand wall and I, cru- I crushed it. I think I hit, I don't know, 30 something calories, 34 calories for a small guy on an echo bike in a minute. It's pretty good. And then my handstand wall was decent. So it's kind of like back in, I was, you know, on the top end of the pack. I didn't win it or anything. But that bang worked. End. Yeah. <laughs> bang energy was it. That's all I did. They pushed so, it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm back in it. Right. And then, um, you know, again, then felt, felt okay. And, and, uh, the, the last workout was a max clean and jerk, which I PR my clean and jerk, which at that time was like 250 or 255. And then um, straight into a kind of like down and back workout. I, and I don't remember the numbers, but it was some toes to bar, deadlifts, pistols, then a huge set of double unders and then back, you know, pistols, deadlifts, toes to bar. And I think it was, it was something short, eight minutes or something like that uh, cap. But I mean, it was faster, faster than that for the workout. And so I finished it. And uh, went over to cheer on a guy that was on his last set of toes to bar, the like laying next to me and took a knee, you know, kind of right in front of him, cheer him on. That's what CrossFitters do, you know, you're finishing up. And I did pretty well in the workout. I was pretty happy under the cap. And, and, and my day was about, my day was done working out. That was the end of the competition, really. It was small um, at that time. And uh, he finished. And as I stood up, the whole room spun. And uh, the next minute I know I was in the back of an ambulance. The next thing I No remember. shit. Wow. Uh, no, no pain, no pain, um, nothing. And, uh, you know, I found out after the fact that I had, you know, had gotten everybody pain. Of course, it was a big competition for our, our community. So there was a ton of people there and the RX folks went in the afternoon. So everybody was starting to really get there. We were finishing up and they were getting warmed up to start. So the gym is like packed, slammed full of people. Um, and thank, thank God, because there was two emergency room nurses. There was a physician, there was a couple of EMTs and they jumped in and, Got, uh, there's two nurses from our gym that saw me go down. And, uh, you know, one of them, Nikki told Elizabeth, uh, and I, I know y'all don't know who these people are, but hey, something's not right with Kevin. They went out immediately were like, he has no pulse, um, you know, and, and started CPR immediately. The, the community kind of gathered up. They brought ice. Um, yeah, there's my rhythm from the AED. <laughs> yeah, so how did you, how not, did you find that? Rhythm. How did you um, find that? They pulled it off the AED. After they use the AED, it was, I think it's, I know, but your account's private, isn't it? Uh, it's it's uh, just an example of an EKG. So, oh, like the first half is all normal, and then the second half is what it would look like if you had his rhythm. Yeah, torsadus at points is what it's called. And basically, I've been told that probably CrossFit saved my life because they said I've had talked to a lot of some firefighters, some first responders, and say (laughs) we've seen that, and people don't live through it, very few people live through it. So, so I don't I don't understand what so the the heart just got out of, out of like rhythm or the beat or like how does that happen if you don't have blockage? Yeah, so it's just the electrical signals. Your heart, it's like I mean, it's just I'm a, I'm an engineer, so the simplest way I can explain it is your heart's just a pump. I mean, like an actual mechanical pump, you know, and it needs it needs piping for things to run through. That's your arteries and and whatnot, and and um, and then it needs it needs elect a power. You know, and so same thing with the heart. It has electrical signals in the body and the electrical signals got off. Um, I have a left branch chain bundle block, which kind of blocks signal in the on the left side. And it somehow got out of whack and then just couldn't get back in without some kind of intervention. So once it does that, it spikes up to um, it spikes up to believe it or not. It's, you know, four to five hundred beats a minute. And it's not really beats. Whoa. I mean, you can see that it's just kind of really fluttering. It's not really beats, but uh, it's more or less kind of like AFib, if you know what AFib is, but it's on the bottom of the heart and the ventricles. So um, it's VFib is what it's called, ventricular fibrillation. And it just flutters, basically. And uh, your brain's getting no blood. It's not pumping anything out. So so if um, 
if a heart attack was when uh, your the, the heart's basically dry firing, right? There's some yeah. clottage and there's no blood going into yeah, the heart. Yeah, can't pump right? anything through it, right? It's blocked, yeah. But what you're saying is, is imagine like that electrical wiring, like that's um, and like in car stereos, you know, how like they zip tie all the wires. You're saying that there was a spot where there was a shitload of wires that are supposed to provide some sort of electrical communication to the heart. And, and it's somehow that shit got restricted or something happened in, in the right, right. Uh, electricity wasn't getting to the heart or signals. Yeah. It kind of got out of, out of sequence. So there's sequences, you know, the way the heart pumps, oh, okay. pulling it in, pumping it out, pulling it in, pumping it out. And so at some point it gets out of sequence that because those electrical signals get off and then, uh, what's that called? What's the, what are those, what are those electrical signals called or the, that bundle of wire or whatever we're talking about? Mine was my, my issue is a left branch chain bundle block. That's what they call it. I mean, that's one of the issues. I have a couple of this, but it's a whole bastion of them. But that's the one, you know, from what I know. So go to the things controlling all of the, the electrical activity. So there's one on the top and one on the bottom. And the one on the bottom is the one he had issues with. Yeah. Uh, can you put your arrow there? I don't see the one on the bottom. I just uh, see like something vibe. Oh, that thing looks like testicles in your heart. <laughs> Testicles in your throat, testicles in your heart. Yeah, all of your testicles everywhere. <laughs> and uh, so, do you have a do you have a pacemaker or like a, a something? Yeah. Inst- you do. Well, it's on the side. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a dual chamber pacemaker defibrillator. So yeah, it's so uh, you know it doesn't really pace me much because my heart doesn't need to be paced. And when I first got it, it was pacing, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not, not that I'm some physical specimen, but I was in good enough shape that it was pacing me up at night while I slept because my heart rate would get so low mm-hmm. and get in the mid forties or something. And they were like, you know, so they turned that off. They turned that function off. But um, yeah, so it really doesn't do any pacing anymore. It just kind of hangs out there, but it has a pacemaking ability. It's more for the defibrillator. So um, when it so gets off. So basically you off. have, you have an AED machine in you. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I've got in me. Yep. And if that thing happens again, that thing will just fire off a dzz, and theoretically yep. bring you back. That's pretty oh. much what it looks like. Yep. And uh, it's happened four times and uh, it sucks. No but, shit. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's happened four times. And uh, it. I went, I had tw- two events. So, you know, like uh, when it first happened, I mean, I was so pissed. I was just mad. Like, why is this happening to me? I mean, immediately, you know, we kind of jump in the gun, but I went to the hospital, obviously spent about a week in the hospital. They put the device in. Uh, my my doctor that was there, my cardiologist said, you'll never do CrossFit again. Um, maybe you can power walk. I remember that so distinctly. He was like, maybe you can power walk. And I was like, power walk? What the hell is that? I, is that like that thing they do in the Olympics? And he's like, yeah, but you can't do it that intense even. You can't, you know, you might be able to walk fast, basically, is all you'll ever be, you know, be able to do. And I was like, I don't, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. And so, I mean, I remember telling my wife. You'll be having sex on your back the rest of your life. No more, no more, no more top positions. All right, doctor. I understand, honey. I got bad news for you. Doctor's orders. Yeah. Yeah. Good news. I said, I mean, that night I told my wife, I said, I will, I'll qualify for fitness next year. Uh, and you know, I'm not some, I'm not some superstar. I'm not saying that, but I, I no, mean, you I'm have psychological issues. You have psychological issues. Just, We've like, established that. Denial, immediate yeah. denial. Yeah. Like pissed off. This is not going to happen. And so for the first year or so, or maybe six months, nine months, I like trained it as hard, if not harder. I mean, I waited a couple of, you know, six weeks or something to get back in the gym. But I mean, I was back, I was back in the gym riding a bike two days after I got out of the hospital. Now not riding a bike, like echo bike, you know, hammering, but just riding a bike. Like I got to get back. And within a month, I was back to regular workouts, probably. 
Um, and then you're not, uh, you weren't scared. Like all of a sudden, every time you're working out, you're like paying attention to your heart. You're like, not at first I wasn't. What's that I was guy just, doing? I mean, I was so, I mean, really I was cr- so, so pissed off and crazy that it was like just total defiance. You know, what did your so, kids I mean, say I mean, to you? Did your kids, were your kids tripping? If I'd be tripping, if that happened to me. Yeah. And they were all there. My wife and both kids were there. So they saw the whole oh, event, shit. you know, and, um, you know, saw the whole event and, uh, you know, that's a, that's another part of the story is not understanding like how much it affected my wife. Cause I kept saying like, this is my thing. You know, I'm the one that died for lack of a better term. This is my thing. I've got to get back. But what I f- didn't fail to recognize that like I was out the whole time. Like <laughs> So, I mean, she's like, I saw you get CPR. I saw them bring that AED out and shock you. You know, like I saw all of that, you know, I saw them, everybody brought ice immediately. They thought I was having some kind of heat event. So they brought ice and put it on me. Then they realize, oh shit, we got to shock him. And he's laying in a pool of water. So like, you know, oh, I, somebody grabbed my feet and drug me, you know, like unconscious out of the water so they could put the AED. And she saw all that. I didn't. I woke up in the ambulance, you know, like, so um, was, she, she dealt with a lot of, you know, kind of post, post. Yeah, dude. When, um, it's like, y- you know, when your wife has a, is, has a bad day or something. It, yeah. it, it fucks the whole family up, right? Like all of a sudden, now, like if my wife's in a bad mood, it, it I can't handle it. It's hard yeah. for me. They yeah. hide that shit, fake it. it yeah. It's making me, putting me in a bad mood. <laughs> and then um, I was the kids, you know, they were there. My son was 15 at the time. My daughter was 12. So, I mean, they were kind of, they were uh, old enough to understand what was going on. The know, gym had they, an AED there? They did. The gym had an AED. And that's a whole nother story. The guy that owned it, it was a CrossFit Greer. And the guy that owned it, um, has had heart problems. He actually had open heart surgery and he did the kind of the same thing a few years before me, not the same thing as life or an event, but he kind of went through the denial and why has this happened to me? And like, I think God must have a plan for this. And so he, he actually went, they couldn't afford it. It's a small gym. They couldn't afford an AED. So he went out on his own and found a uh, charity that raises money and donates AEDs. If you'll get enough people trained. And that's the only reason they had that AED there that day. Wow. He had gone through it and had, had a heart event himself. So, I mean, and it saved your life and it saved my life. Yep. No if doubt. that wasn't there, you'd be toast. Yep. Absolutely. There was oh, nothing shit. that was going to get my heart out of that funky rhythm other than a shock. And that's still the way it is now. So, um, but like I said, so I, I trained for a while and about six, you know, one day I was doing actually during freaking COVID, I was doing a, uh, uh, um, kind of an engine builder program where it was like running and rowing and biking four or five days a week. And so there was a, there was on Saturday morning. I remember there was an hour long run for max distance and I'm not a runner. I mean, I'm a, I'm a CrossFitter, so I don't, I don't like to run. <laughs> 400 <laughs> only. <laughs> so it's kind of, I was running and I, my legs were cramping a little bit, probably yeah, 45 minutes in and I'd ended up doing a little over seven miles in an hour. So slow run. Um, but it, it, it uh, I mean, my legs were cramping at mile five and that should have been a pretty dang good indication because I talked to several doctors at this point and they all said, I really think it was just dehydration. Your magnesium was low. Magnesium is really important to control the heart rhythm. And he said, I just think your magnesium was low. I bet you'll never have anything else ever again. You know, I had a, I had a cardiologist tell me that. And so I was cramping, which is a pretty good indication your electrolytes are off, whatnot. But I, you know, dumbass me, just you know, put your head down and grind, rub it out, you know, rub it out and keep going. And as soon as I got back to my mailbox, um, it was finishing up the 60 minutes. I got shocked and it knocked me down and oh, ended up my knees. You mean your, your internal one shocked you? Yeah. Yeah. I got real woozy again and, and got hit. Yeah. And so, 
Um, and and you were on your feet when that happened. Yeah, yeah, it did knock me down, but I got them. I got got on the ground as fast as I could. Scared does does it hurt? Yeah, it, shocks? it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn! But I, I mean, I, again, I could kind of explain it away because I was like, "You're a dumbass. You knew you were cramping. You should have stopped. You should have got electrolytes. You know better." That kind of thing. Um, so I could still kind of explain it away and did and, and went and saw the cardiologist. They verified, yeah, you were in that same rhythm. If you didn't have it, you'd be dead. Blah, blah, blah. And then, what year was that? Fuck. That was in 20, 2020 during like height of COVID. You know, has it even, has it even been a year at that point since the original incident? No, no, it hadn't even been a year. Probably maybe it'd been six months, something. It's probably early 2020. We had, I think we had just gotten, you know, just got sent home, you know, locked down everything. So I think it was probably around april or something of 2020 so it happened in september of or i'm excuse me august of 19 so it's probably eight months later six eight months later kevin do you ever have that th- have you ever had that thing happen to you where you're in bed at night and you're sleeping it could be just like the middle of the night and your leg cramps yeah and then you got to straighten it yeah have you ever had that happen to you susan i, I used to have it a yeah. lot you know, I used to have it a lot before, you know, and I think my body has trouble like absorbing electrolytes or whatever, which may be a contributing factor. But I used to get that a lot, you know, when I, especially like on a squat day or something like that. You wouldn't rehydrate and wake up with your quad like just locked down, you know. For me, yeah. it's always my hamstring, but I never had me that too. until I was in my late 40s. It, it's so weird. I'll just be in bed. It'll be like three in the morning and I'll notice I'm curled up like a kidney bean and I'll wake up and I'll feel my hamstring start locking up. And I have to immediately straighten my leg. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Is that electrolytes you think too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is for me. And it's a lot of times I'm, I'm a, I'm a person that sweats a lot. We already talked about that, but I sweat through shirts pretty easy. And a lot of times it's sodium for me. I mean, I don't have enough sodium, you know, and I'm, I don't really try to eat a low sodium diet, even with my heart stuff, you know, Oh, you need to be on a cardiac diet, but I don't try to eat a low sodium diet. I just, but I, a lot of times I don't have enough sodium. So, I mean, now I use, you know, electrolyte, drinks and have sodium in them what do you yeah. use what do you use that lmnt the raw bull stuff element or however you say it LMNT, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the one and then i have the podium one too the podium salt which is i like that one too hydro salt or whatever yeah but those are those are the two that i use mainly but um and i pretty much take a drink one every day whether i need it or not just to they've got good magnesium in them plus the salt yeah and they taste good have you ever had the habanero one yeah <laughs> it's got some that, it does <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it kind of you feel it in the back of your throat, like a little bit of like like you ate a pepper or something. Yeah, I, I just good. saw they had a habanero one. I got excited. I saw they got I a chili powder, that. chili something, chili mango or something like that too. It's pretty good. Like did you get powder. the Did you get the habanero one, Susan? Did you buy it? No, I don't think I have the habanero one, but I have a big bag of different flavors. I'll have to comb it's through. Probably in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where I started. you got. I got a kind of sample pack that had them all in there. So the chocolate one's terrible. I, I'll tell you, chocolate and salt. Not that good, but they're <laughs> pretty good. They're yeah. salty too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. You gotta really dilute it. Yeah. Uh happens a lot under carnivore diet, uh, uh element of magnesium work. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That that totally makes sense. Um J- Jeff, uh, with more positive in, uh, information as normal. Marketing, <laughs> thank you for your constant uh, barrage of just it works for me. So I I, I don't know. But yeah, my, don't I, listen to Jeff. Yeah. He's don't listen. <laughs> uh Caleb, you've you uh what, what were you saying, Caleb? You were nodding to something. You've had the habanero. Yeah, the the habanero and then like mango chili. Those are both really good. What's your favorite flavor of those? Probably the mango chili. The chocolate one is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kevin and Caleb agree. Chocolate is no good. This is the girl I was talking about who cured herself of the Hashimoto's. 
um, you might want to check out her account. And there's tons and tons of uh, side boob in it too. Tons. There's tons of crazy side boob in it. But but she cured herself of Hashimoto's, and uh, or so she says. I used to follow her. She she's I, she's pretty. She says a lot of cool shit. When my account got um. I think my other account's gone, by the way, Susa. I can't even like gone, gone, used, gone, gone. <clears throat> Damn. I know it sucks. You and Andrew um, Tate. Yeah. Oh. Uh, All right. So, so that was the first one, and yeah. uh, and and, what, and then you've had three more since then. Yeah. So the next one was probably two months later, and I was dead asleep. I mean, so. That was the first one. That was kind of really the kick in the ass that said, "Hey, like you got something wrong, man. You're gonna have to deal with it." You know, because what's the I, what is I, the normal amount see. that thing fires? Fire like let's say for someone who gets one, like one more in their lifetime or something, or two in their uh, lifetime. I mean, some people get hit a lot. It just kind of depends, you know. It's not, and and it's they say it's safe, you know. I mean, you start getting. They told me don't sweat it if you get hit. Of course, it's easy for the doctors to say don't sweat it if you get hit, unless it's like two or three times in an hour. You know, so so it's not like I'm a cortisone shot where every time you take it, off. you know, that was my thought. I'm ne- that thing's never going to go off. So, right. Okay, sorry. So it goes off in your sleep. Yeah, dead asleep. So, I, and I woke up like screaming, thinking. I mean, kind of didn't know what happened. Whatever. My wife grabbed me and like, you're all right, you're all right. And I was like, hell, I think I just got shocked. You know. And so, um, thank goodness we have a really good friend that's my that works at the cardiologist. She's a device the device nurse. And so this was on a weekend. <laughs> we were able to call her and. I have a device that sits by my bed. This thing transmits to and sends all my stuff to them every day or two. So, but there's a button on, I can send it like immediately. So I sent her the stuff and she's like, yep, you were in that rhythm. And so that was a kind of the wake up call. Like, Hey man, you got really got something wrong. You got to like mentally deal with this. So, you know, I had some point follow appointments, with my cardiologist, because the other ones I could kind of explain away. Well, you were a dumbass. You were sweating through a shirt. You drank a bang energy drinks. You know, that's stupid. You know, are you cramping up? You had all the signs and you just ignored it. But this one, obviously, no signs. You know, I'm asleep. So, um, you know, I had some appointments with my doctor and my doc- local cardiologist here. And he basically just said, hey, man, you got to accept that you got kind of a you got, you know, luck, luck of the draw. You got kind of a crappy heart. And it's going to that thing. That's the reason you have that thing in, you know, in your chest is it's, you know, it's the safety net. And it's okay if it goes off, you know, but you're going to have to accept it, that that's part of the deal. And so I kind of, you know, that, at that point I sort of slowed down and kind of regrouped and I was still training and CrossFitting, but I kind of took some of the, you know, laid off the competitions and just sort of, all right, let's, let's reassess a little bit. And and then I was really clean, like no issues for over two years. Um, And then just in the last month, I've gotten hit two more times, two more times. Uh, once I was training at the gym and actually lost consciousness and like face planted into the turf at our gym and uh, somebody grabbed me and yelling my name and, uh, you know, and, but it, I got shocked. And then uh, I, about a week later, I got hit sitting, just sitting on the couch watching TV. Oh, when, when you get hit, uh, when, when it shocks you, um, do you, does that mean you need to go to the hospital? No, there's no, they tell me not to go. Don't worry about calling, you know, 911 or going to the hospital or anything unless you get two or three in, an, in like a, a real in a rapid succession, like in an hour or something like that. So, I mean, when it shocks me, it puts me right back into a normal rhythm. So 
these last two that happened once I, like I, said, I was at the gym, I was in the middle of kind of like an EMOM workout. It wasn't extremely strenuous. I felt fine until I didn't. And we had where you, we had one of the EMOMs was you push the sled down 50 feet and then pull it back with a rope. And as soon as I let go of the rope tension, I stood up and I was like, whoa, and put my hands on my knees. And then, like I said, face planted on the turf and a guy that was coming behind me, we were kind of waterfalled in. He was pushing the same sled as me. He was right there and kind of turned me over and shook me a little bit and, yelled my name and um i was back you know and i was fine but uh it's it's pretty scary yeah yeah it sounds scary and how about the one when you're sitting on the couch did you feel anything other than the shock like did everything seem normal and you just got shocked everything seemed normal until like right before it you know like i said the heart just flutters and so it's not pumping any blood so at some point you don't you're not getting any blood to your brain so uh you know i got really really woozy dizzy it felt like for like 15 seconds but it's probably like two seconds and then i got got popped and that one honestly the other ones i was either asleep or working out so it's kind of like unexpected like i sort of knew that one was coming that was the first one and it felt like somebody like blew my shoulder off i mean it hurt like hell and it just was um you know i went to my knees and yelled out and just kind of sat there and chilled out for a second but um both time both of those recent two i was in v-fib ventricular fibrillation uh the one at the gym my heart rate got up to like 480 something they said and then the one at home it was in the high 300s it's basically it's they're not even heartbeats at that point it's like that thing like when your pecs like doing that weird thing you know how sometimes that'll happen it's just like it's it's very much like that it's just really fluttering it's not pumping anything out or or doing it's not doing anything it's just kind of fluttering it's the same thing with afib but afib is on the top you know of your heart that's pulling the blood in so that's not as much of a problem other than blood clotting, potential blood clotting and stuff like that. But V-fib is, is deadly down on the bottom because it's not your heart's not putting anything out. Uh, what did they say after? Did you go to the doctor after the second one? Yeah, I went to the doctor and actually spent three days in the hospital after this recent one. Um, and they started me on a new antiarrhythmia medicine to try to knock the arrhythmias down. So I've really been I tried, you know, immediately when they when all this stuff first happened, it's like, Oh, you have to take a beta blocker. That's like the first line of defense. You got to take a beta blocker. Isn't that what you do to take to change little boys into girls? (laughs) Basically, it it does. I I will say it emasculates you. I I don't know. It makes, I mean, it sucks. And I couldn't tolerate a beta blocker. You know, they're designed to lock your blood pressure down, knock your heart rate down. Well, my blood pressure and heart rate was already low. So it would take it down even because I was in decent shape. So it would take it down even further to the point that, like, I mean, I had all kinds of issues, but I would, I mean, I had days at work where I'd be sitting at my desk and like three hours would go by and I I wouldn't remember what I did. One time I was driving somewhere and like went past where I was going and couldn't remember where I was going. So I the beta beta blockers did that to you. Yeah. It's terrible. Caleb, that's that's the same shit they give little kids. That's the same shit. Beta blockers. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm trying to do some research right now. I'll look it up. I like loop in or something like that. Um, I'm going to type in beta blockers. I want to be a girl. <laughs> Kevin, do you modify your workouts in any way now in the sense of like kettlebell, like a heavy kettlebell swing overhead or an overhead squat or anything like that, that may have the potential if it goes off, that would like crash down on you in any manner? I really don't. I probably maybe should. And I've thought about that before, but I really don't, you know, you know, whether it's have a heavy barbell on your back or something and then it goes off and you you just crumble, you know, that kind of thing. But no, I, I really don't. I don't run much because 
really running. I mean, it must as cliche is it crossfitters hate to run, but that spikes my heart rate more than anything. And mm-hmm. I've tried like to run as slow as you can and all the breathing methods and all that. So any downtime there's running, I'm pretty much going to get on a bike or, or even a rower or something like that. So to- you got off the beta blockers. I did. I talked to my doctors pretty quickly and was like, I can't do this, man. I said, I mean, I looked at it and I said, look, I can take this medicine and go sit on the couch maybe and live till I'm 70, but I won't be living at all. This is horrible. I mean, like, horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I mean, I hate to say it, my dick didn't work sometimes. I mean, it, was it just says it causes dry vagina. It says it causes, uh, <laughs> right here in this, it says yeah, that's yeah. one of the things. I mean, it was just, it was just horrible. Like, I mean, and I felt like crap all the time. I was real, had a dull headache, spacey headed, you know, dizzy a lot. You know, I mean, I told the doctor, I can go, like I said, I can go sit on the couch and live till I'm 70 or 80, but that's not living. I'd rather die at 50, 55 and, and like at least live through, you know, have some kind of life, you know? So, um, it hey, was, check this out. God, I, I, I was so stupid as it, as it, I've been so stupid in my life. Can you imagine having a diagnosis for a child called hyperactivity? Like anyone who has kids, that's absurd. That's like diagnosing a human with breathing. This one breathes. breathing here. Yeah. I understand oh, I that one's hyperactive. Uh, how old is it? It's seven. <laughs> I mean, that makes no, th- something's wrong with that bird. How come it flies? I mean, that makes no fucking because it says beta. It says beta blockers are used to treat hyperactivity. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically a medicine that's designed to just slow your whole system down, you know, blood pressure, heart rate, everything. And I mean, if if you have high blood pressure or something, maybe maybe that's effective. I don't know. It puts it on a normal level. But if you're already at a normal level and then or even a little on the low side, it just it's like. It just sucks the life out of you. So I told him, yeah, I can't take this. I won't take this. Uh, you know, I, at one point, they hey, like, you have to take some. And I had the very lowest dose pill, and I was trying to use a razor blade to cut it in half because they were like, you have to take it. You have to take it, or you're going to get shocked again. You're going to die. I mean, I'm literally trying to razor blade the smallest pill you can think of and then, like, I'm licking it off the counter because it's just dust, you know? And I was like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, the problem that I've seen is people – is people giving beta blockers out to inactive overly just like obese people. So it's, they're already slow and not doing anything. And then you're giving them a beta blocker and now they're just even slower and more sluggish and don't want to do anything. And they're counteracting that with bang and tobacco and whatever the fuck. Jeez. Else is. Perfect. Dude, it's, yeah. You're slowing like, yourself down and trying to speed it back up with other. Yeah. It doesn't really affect your hormones, but it does affect like your system, like the blood pressure, like you said, and then, so it's not like a testosterone blocker or anything like that. Or any hey, sort check, of check this out, Kevin. I, I'm, I'm at, I'm at violinist.com. <laughs> and right. it says a student's mom gave her a beta blocker before an audition. She was nervous about the student is 11. Ugh, yeah. You gave before Avi's jujitsu match last week. I gave him two beta blockers because he was nervous. Jeez. You fucking idiots. I mean, I don't you I mean, I guess maybe, maybe a violinist could perform, but in any athletic type endeavor, yeah. it would be the last thing. You yeah. do. Dude, you yeah. don't give a beta blocker to anyone. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you got big, really, it's I like mean, the I, fake tits. Have, you got I'm, bigger problems. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I, you know, they, they didn't work for me, you know, and um, it, you know, I've even had a cardiologist call them poison before and they're, they're especially bad for males just for the math for, you know, for the cock and balls. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, did your cock bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all good. Okay. All good. All right. All right. Yeah. Wife's happy. So. <laughs>
I think. I think you're right. Fame's happy. But whatever. Uh, Just tell yeah. yourself that. That's what I tell myself. She's happy. <laughs> yeah. So the last couple of events, the one on the couch, you know, I did spend three days. You asked I spent three days in the hospital and they did put me on an antiarrhythmia medicine. The only reason I was in the hospital is because it's a medicine that can either make you better or make you worse. And they got it. Oh, I love those options. Yeah. yeah. So um I'm still getting used to it, but so far it's it's been okay. So it's supposed to, you know, it does a little bit of the same thing, but not not to the extent. So I'm surviving. But they do have me. I've got a, a, a couple of really good doctors. One that's actually part of, pretty involved in the CrossFit health program um, at, at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland. That's the number one heart hospital in the world or in the country, at least. And uh, so I've been up there a couple of times. I've got a couple of doctors I work with, one of which is a sports cardiologist, which are I found to be pretty rare, you know, because a lot of cardiologists, they didn't really the guy here didn't know what to do with me. You know, he's dealing. I mean, I go sit in that office. I look around and like everybody's 80. You know, and I'm like, I don't belong here. You know, but I do. So he's kind of he's I mean, probably he's still telling his clients to drink nonfat milk <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> yeah. and not and cut back on the salt. He's probably right. like of that. You don't want, don't exercise so hard. Yeah, you can't exercise anymore. You can't exercise so hard, whatever. You know, I just didn't accept that. So I did find a sports cardiologist and just so I didn't know he was part of the CrossFit health program until I went and met with him. But, um, you know, he's got me kind of pulled back right now and you know, try to keep the heart rate under 140. And I go see him in late September. Um, back in Cleveland, and put me back. He's gonna. He puts me on a bike, and uh, it's kind of like a stress, stress. What they call a stress echo. They hook me up to 100 wires, kind of like a Gatorade commercial. But uh, and I ride the bike until I can't anymore. It kind of continues to increase in intensity, and they measure all the heart rhythms and all that kind of stuff. So I go back to see him uh, in a couple of weeks, and I'm hoping hoping he'll give me a little more leeway to get back to hitting it hard and and whatnot. Um. Miss Lisa Carvedo, would you ask a female guest about her cock, Sevon? If she had a cock, that's all we would talk about for the whole ninety minutes. <laughs> um, it, it must be it must be a trip for your doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I do. They have a treadmill there, but he, I don't know what, for whatever reason my doctor likes a bike better, so he puts me on a bike. But it sort of looks like that, yeah. Except for you have a mask on and everything else, dude. It, it's yeah. Yeah, Caleb, where's that dude's mask? Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> it must be a trip for doctors. Um, I, I have a friend who's a, a cardiac radiologist, uh, and he said he'll go three months of reading uh, X-rays or whatever the fuck he reads, and he'll go he'll go months, three months at a time without seeing a single person who's not obese. It must be a trip. That it must be a trip for your doctor when you come in there to be like, he looks at you and just trip. Like what the fuck? Yeah. This is like a normal looking human being. Yeah. And I mean, he said, you know, you're doing everything right. You might be in, of course, the doctor here, uh, you know, like I said, he's a great doctor. I think he, I think he's a really good doctor. I like him, but he, he, he doesn't know. He really doesn't know what to do with me. He's just, I, just not, don't do it so much or so hard or slow it down a little bit, you know, and I'm not some kind of really, truly fire breather, you know I mean? Doing the best I can, you know, with what I got at 47, almost 47 years old. But uh, I, I mean, I like to push myself, you know, and see what I can do, but it, um, we don't even know, don't know how what fit- to do with me we're even um, screwed up because no, no one it's, it's so hard to figure out what the baseline is. You can intellectualize it, but there's so many sick people around us. I mean, they just shut down planet earth for a sickness that does not hurt healthy people. Not even a little bit, not one. And so our baseline's all fucked up. We don't know. There's yeah. this 
it's um is, is the baseline now in the United States someone who's a hundred pounds overweight who eats a gallon of Hagen Dazs every month? I mean, I I, I don't. Uh, it it yeah. must be a trip, doctor. In yeah, I mean, I I think that's right. I, I don't, and there's so you know we're so afraid of offending people that we don't. I mean, through, all through COVID, you didn't hear. Well, let's shut down McDonald's and maybe you need to lose some weight and that would help. I mean, that's what you know. Exercise is medicine. <laughs> I hate to say that. That's so cliche and. You know, how did no one say that? The CrossFit health flag, but I mean, you know, exercise is medicine. You know? it, it really is phenomenal. It is. It's crazy that um, neither uh, Trump or Biden ever said, "Hey, you ha- you have to you have it's a you have to." Dude, not only you have to, everyone has to walk one hour every day. I mean, these idiots fucking lock people inside. Yeah, not only did they not say it, you know, Joe Rogan and people that did say it got canceled or attempted yep. to cancel or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah he yeah. waited a long time, man. Yeah, I know. But maybe he not him, too but long. just a lot of people that came yeah. out and said, you know, if yeah. doctors said, hey, lose some weight, eat better, whatever that. Oh, you, you know, you're not taking this seriously. You, you know, you're canceled. You're whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember within the first week of them talking about quarantines, Greg oh. immediately showed me on the um Center for Disease Control on their website it says during pandemics, do not quarantine the healthy people. The def- the quarantines all is always only the sick people. As soon as they started quarantining healthy people, he's like, Oh shit, dude, this is gonna get fucking weird. And it did. We started killing tens of thousands of old people that no one still wants to talk about. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's what? So, so you 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 are in kind of a, a weird spot right now. You're in a spot where uh, the situation is not is not under control. That's yeah, that's true. Um, it's not ideal for sure. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of, and it's tough. I mean, it's tough to go to go to the gym and and train and have you know my heart rate displaying on my phone all the time and trying to like, all right, I got to take a break. I know I could jump back on that bar right now and do some more, but I got to take a break because my heart rate's at one forty five and. I'm, you know, higher than I want to, you know, and I'm trying to trying to be the good patient and do what they tell me, because I do. Like I said, I do Dr. Emery in Cleveland, who's the the sports cardiologist. I do have a lot of faith in him and and he does CrossFit regularly. He knows, you know, he knows how important it is to me. And, you know, he's he's always said we want you to do it. You have to understand the risk. You know, there's risk when you get in that high, that really high, intense threshold. There's risk that you could get shocked, but you've got the safety net. Be aware. And this time he was kind of like, hey, man, I looked at your rhythms. We need to back off a little bit. So, you know, I know he wouldn't be telling me that if he would. He's, it's not just the standard. That's the easy answer for him. You know, Hey, dude, I know who this guy is. Yeah. Yeah, this is a friend of mine, Dr. Michael Emery. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's. Uh, dude. It's been you know? it's like such a crazy, you know, Stud. universal mind. God thing that I got lined yeah. up because I just, you know, I called the Cleveland clinic. They just, uh, you know, when I got scheduled for him, they just said, we're going to schedule with, with this guy. I didn't know who he was. And then when I got up there, I found out he used to live in Greenville and practice in Greenville about an hour from here. And we know a lot of the same, I mean, you know, the CrossFit community is we end up knowing a lot of the same people. And then yeah. he's also a CrossFitter. He's also, you know, part of the, the um, CrossFit. He's friends with Greg. That's how I, yeah, this guy's awesome. Yeah, so he's this my, guy is so guy. awesome. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, this guy's a hardcore CrossFitter. Yeah, yeah. So wow, that is crazy. 
There's tons of good physicians out there. Even the there shitty are. ones. There's tons of shitty ones who can save your life too. Tons and tons. There's a I some there's some fucking complete fucking wackadoodle physicians who are like super super good to me and my family. Yeah. Uh, anytime something happens to one of my kids, they call in and check. Yeah. yeah. It's um I, I, I But you've got to be your own advocate. You've got to find yes, that guy. Yeah, you know, that's yes. what I found. Is you gotta you gotta, you know, you don't have to take the first answer and say, Well, that's it, you know, and like mm-hmm. go sit on the couch or, or whatever, you know, but or take this pill, you know, or these ten pills, you know, one and, and, and when you get side effects from one pill, so take a pill to offset take the side more. effects. Yeah, take take a yeah, different pill exactly. offset side effects. Yeah. It just becomes yeah. a, a nightmare and you know, just snowballs. So uh, Jeff, Greg just texted me too and asked me if I wanted to go to breakfast. So, you know. <laughs> Just so you know, said, Jeff. You want, do you want to go to the spur? What spur? I'm ac- Jeff, I'm actually taking uh, um, Greg's son to uh, to the skate park today. With um, as soon as I get off the show in five minutes, I'm taking uh, Greg's son to the uh, skate park with my kids. How's that for three references? Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, keep count. Uh, do, do you know anyone? Do you know anyone else in your situation? Do, do they know anyone else in your situation in the world? Yeah, believe it or not, I mean, you you kind of, I mean, there was a, a, a you're in a Facebook player. group, guys with fucked up tickers. <laughs> I, I actually am in a Facebook group, but it's like all sorts of heart issues, not just mine, and mine's pretty rare. But um, do you talk I, shit to the fatties? Are you like, get the fuck yeah. out of here? We know yeah. what's wrong with your heart. I'm really trying not to <laughs> be the guy it. that gets cracked open is what i'm really trying to i've been cracked yeah. open. i'm trying not to be that guy but um but yeah actually there a couple of sto- a couple people that i know so you've heard you may hear have heard i mean this is america but it was a soccer player i'm in europe that that kind of had the same event on a soccer field and he's back playing professionally again and so um i don't know i don't remember his name right off the top but about a year later with the device you know i think his is on his ribs um but uh yeah so that's pretty cool and uh, just by luck of the draw, I met a guy, another guy that's, you know, in South Carolina, he's out on the coast and near Charleston uh, that had a very similar event in his gym. Uh, and he he now has a device and, and we've actually become good friends. Our sons competed together at an event recently. Wow. We've got wow. a son that's a year younger than my son and they did a CrossFit competition together. Um, his his name's Jeff Luther and uh, from CrossFit Wando, but he had an event, similar event in his gym, just on a regular class. And the previous weekend he had been out, he's a runner. He had done like some kind of crazy 10 mile trail run and had it happened there, he'd be dead. You know, he was just out in the middle of the woods. And then it happened a week later at his gym and they had an AED. He got, I think he got shocked. He had to get shocked twice. I think. Um, Wait, but, it uh, happened when he was, who saved him when he was out in the woods? No, it no, didn't happen saved. when he was in the woods. I, he had been yeah. doing a run. We had, we talked about it a good bit. I've gotten to be really good friends with him and he, he uh, lamented, you know, if this would have happened the previous oh, week, oh. no one would have been around. I mean, right. somebody would have just eventually found me in the woods dead, you know. Like, so, but, uh, do, you, he, um, do you know who uh, Louis Lamore is? I don't. He, he writes cowboy books. Okay. Uh, do you read cowboy books? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't read cowboy books. Uh, I like cowboy movies. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just when I hear you talk, you sound like um, you, there's a, like a, um, there's like a poetry to the way you say shit and, and you just remind me of a cowboy author. Oh, all right. 
Uh, Maybe I should write cowboy books. That could be. I thought if you would have imagine how smart I would have sounded to the audience. If you'd be like, "Yeah, Louis Lamore is my favorite author," I'd be like, "Yeah, that's my yeah, own. makes yeah, sense." <laughs> yeah. Instead, I'm a, instead, I sound like a jackass. But it's you got to gamble. Even Jordan missed yeah. some shots, right? That's right. That's right. About half of me took. Yeah. Hey, um, if you if you and this guy, uh, what was his name? John John Woodworth. Jeff Luther. Yeah. Jeff Luther. If yep. you and Jeff ever do a competition together, you got to tell the organizers uh, we're going to need our own ambulance. Uh, just <laughs> yeah, well, walk, just have I. some dudes stand over here. Yeah, yeah. And so when I went back to do fittest again, you know, so the, I didn't finish the story, but I told my wife that night I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify next year. And so well, then COVID happened, so they didn't have it next year, right? Didn't have it. So the following year I qualified and um and when I, I remember when I went to sign up, they were like, We have a special waiver for you. I think they were kidding, but I did sign some like three pages of waiver. And I was like, All right, <laughs> so I, I was just glad they had it again. I was like, cause it was at their inaugural event, and I'm like, damn it, I messed up their whole competition. They had done all this planning in it, and then you know, I had to go screw it up. But um, because they canceled the rest of rest of our event and then they ended up doing the RX folks in the afternoon, but Oh, really? With your event, they end up canceling the rest of the shit? Yeah, yeah. So um, there was a lot of people in my division that didn't get to finish and that kind of stuff. So I, I wonder how many of them asked for their money back. Yeah. <laughs> like a week later, not then. They wait a little bit. Sure what, is the, okay. what is the protocol on that, uh, Caleb? Like, the show must go on, right? Like, so what? Like, uh, get him off the field, please. Drag him please. off. Yeah, up. drag him off. Well, he's fucking bumming dirty. everyone out. He's bumming <laughs> everyone out. Yeah, this is pretty dry. He's dragging the whole thing down. Yeah. That'd be Usually, bad. I mean, I want a Palooza and something happens. They just continue to go. They just kind of yeah. like yeah. move it off. Move it off to the side. But, yeah. but especially with like bigger events like that. Local events, I haven't seen anything crazy like that happen. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, have, it would you make sense get, have you seen anyone get? Have you seen anyone get defibbed at a CrossFit event, Caleb? No, <laughs> no. actually, no. It doesn't happen very often. Thankfully, no. thankfully, no. yeah. So two and, and years so later, after, after two years, I went back and qualified for it and um, went and finished second. So I was real happy. Oh shit! Real happy wow. to come back. It was kind of a, a redemption thing, and. Uh, so yeah, it was not not for me, but just for the community in general. It's just I mean, who have been so so supportive all the way through. I mean, the community literally saved my life. All the people that were there and knew what to do, and the trained professionals and you know whatnot. So to come back and be able to thank them and and just just be there was was a really a really cool event. How long ago was that? Just months ago. That was in 2021. Yeah. Okay. So, so two years after the actual event. Two years after. Yeah. So the like 2020, it got canceled. So I qualified, but they canceled it. And then 2021, they was the first time they had it again. So let me work the vaccine in here a little bit. Um, any <laughs> any issues going to the hospitals to get medical treatment since you're not vaccinated? Nothing other than having to wear a stupid mask, you know. But, okay, um, you know, but but they're not like, hey, we're not going to treat you unless you get vaccinated. It's a waste of our resources. Or they don't pull, like, you know what I mean? Like, you hear stories like, hey, you can't get a liver transplant because you're not vaccinated or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, I well, there was at one point when that this most recent hospital stay when I had to go in for three days. I did it here in Greenwood, but I talked about doing it up in Cleveland, um, and they they were going to require a COVID negative test, but no, nobody, you know, no no. No issues with not being vaccinated. Wow. Yeah. So, so far. I mean, my, 
I've had cardiologists tell me I need it, you know, to which I say, like, it causes heart problems. I already have heart problems. I'm not getting it. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking that chance. Not doubling I mean. down on that one. Yeah. yeah. Do they, do they, do they think you're wearing a tinfoil hat when you say that? Um, uh, uh, no, not they, a I year just, ago. I, they I'm pretty definitive to, I'm pretty definitive about it. So I'm pretty, pretty, I'm, you know, I, I got them dug in on it and I think they realize there's no reason to argue with this guy. Yeah. I, I'm on this text thread with a handful of uh, doctors and everyone sends the deaths they see to it. And uh, it, it's definitely made me biased. That's for sure. But man, they're piling in every single fucking day. Some young man is dying somewhere now on planet earth. that can't be explained. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it seems like the, it, it happens all to them when they're exercising and uh, it, they're, they're all unexplained. They yeah. can't even say, "Hey, it's a it's, it's a vaccine death." Yeah, I mean, it's so fucking weird. It's it, I don't know if it's healthy for me to be even be on that thread. Yeah, I mean, and think about how opposite that was when with the actual COVID deaths. I mean, you could die, you could get hit, uh, be on a mo- <laughs> having a motorcycle accident, yeah. call it a COVID death. I mean, it was that was the default was to call it a COVID death, and now it's the complete opposite. Dude, vaccine. George Floyd had COVID, wow. and and they yeah. blamed it on some cop. Oh my god! You got them all in there. I'm working it. I'm working it. I'm working it. I have a bias. A bias. Uh, well, Kevin, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know we had to reschedule once. I know I was uh, late today. It's maybe it's a maybe it's a blessing. Maybe we should all go buy lotto tickets. Um, six hundred shows in or whatever. It's the first time I ever been late. Uh, yeah. is that true? Am I? Uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And I told them <clears throat> the only uh, other time there's ever been anything at 600 shows was when we had that author on and your whole computer decided to re-update right before we went live. Oh, that was Mesrick. Uh, no, no, no. That was, um, Michael. Oh. I, think. I forget. I forget. I forget. I don't even remember cool. that, but that sounds stressful as fuck. You, I, yeah. I, I need to get defibbed right now. <laughs> those were the two, <laughs> two times. Yeah. The 600 shows, those two. I had coaches that on the first week fucked up and tried to play without excuses. So you're good. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, um, this yeah. morning when I, when I realized that I, after all this w- finagling to try to make today work for me and sk- rescheduling, I woke up and I'm like, Oh fuck, I didn't change the setting of my alarm. And normally I would have woke up and I would have been really angry. Like yeah. I would have taken an angry shower, but right, th- for right. some reason I wasn't angry. I enjoyed my coffee. I chilled. Have you, I, I don't know why, but, um, did you have you changed your temperament as this happens in the last two years? Has it changed your perspective on life and what upsets you? And like a rocket hits your windshield, and you're like, instead of like getting pissed, now you're like, oh, I see the Virgin Mary in the crack. Oh, that's- <laughs> it's not quite, it's not not quite that laid back. But I mean, I've gotten less pissed about the situation. You know, it still comes in waves. You know, when because I, I, I really, I mean, I don't want to say I, I knew, thought I was in the clear, but I was like pretty much episode free for two years. So these last couple of kind of like brought me back to it, you know, and I go through like, I'm not, I'm not clinically depressed or anything, but it's, there's some like downtime where I'm like, shit, this sucks, man. Why is this happening to me? You know, yeah. and I go to the gym and there's 40 other people around me that are cranking it out. You know, I went to a partner workout at the gym this Saturday and I was like, I drove, I pulled in the parking lot and the parking lot is slammed full. And I'm like, I'm not even going to go in. Cause I, I don't want anybody to have to partner with me. I can't get my heart rate, you know, whatever. And you know, mm. one of my best friends came over and was like, Hey man, we're going to just instead of doing three rounds, we're going to do two and we're just, we're just going to have fun with it. And that put me back into perspective, but there's some of that, like, you know, this sucks. And why does it, why me, you know, but, um, 
I'm a, I'm a Christian and I, I believe God has a plan. I don't know what it is. And I get mad at him a lot and say, Hey man, you know, why are you doing this to me? You know, why, I don't, your, your plan is supposedly for the good, but I don't see any good in this, you know, but I, I know there is. And um, so it just, it, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I get mad. Hey, just I get so you know, anger I, in there, you know, I know <laughs> so, you know this already, but no one cares. Like, I'm, my mom yeah. used to not go to partner workout days too because she said she was old and she didn't want to slow down. I'm like, mom, yeah. no one gives a fuck. Yeah, and that's, that's like, just arrogant. Those people can stay for part. a second. Yeah. yeah, they can stay for a second class if they want to get a workout. Like, no one cares. No one's like, oh, I got the fucking old person or the fat person or <laughs> no one cares. You know who no. they, the only person you don't want is the person whose feet smell. If your feet stink, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. You have to fix that. Yes. And I, I mean, I sat in my truck for uh, five minutes and then finally was like, I'm going to go in. I'm gonna, I'll just go in the corner and I'll do the partner workout by myself, you know, like do ha just half it and take me, you know, and then it was like, nah, none of that. And that's, I mean, that's again, a, a testament to our community and the folks around and, you know, people know what's going on, but you know, and, and some of that, like being looked at out the side, you good, what are you going to do today? You can't do this workout. You know, and some of that sucks. And sometimes I want to punch somebody. You know, yeah. like, I yeah. it, you know, like I can used to be able to run circles around this workout and, you know, yeah. whatever, but, but, uh, you know, it's just people, it's because people care, you know, it really, they, they honestly mm -hmm. care. Like you said, they, they don't, they don't, they don't care. Like, I don't want you to die. I don't want you to lay there and I've got to do something. They care this because they want you to be all right, you know, and, um, mentally, physically, whatever. Is there less shit talking to, to you now? Like, like I can remember being at, I told the story a bunch, but I can remember being at HQ and, and the workout was 135 pound overhead squats. And I was using 95 pounds and I heard a, a, a female employee who worked for me, maybe two rungs down in the food chain, three rungs down, go, you're a bitch. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm pretty sure that's directed at me. And I look over and it was directed at me. Yeah. No one wants to race me anymore. I don't think. Uh, you know, yeah. So is it like you know, instead you're of like no fun to race anymore? You got it. <laughs> so like, yeah. is there less shit talking to you though? Like, does anyone like like you don't? No one calls you a bitch anymore. They're like, oh, are you yeah, okay? Pretty, I baked you some cookies. Yeah. Well, it's, well, there's definitely less of that. So that's you know I don't Damn. know if you're bad. That's, that's good. Bad. Bad. Yeah, that's I, bad. I think it's probably bad, but yeah. but uh, it is what it is. What if? Can you imagine the day? You talk shit to Kevin, and that's the day he's fucking. He had one of his fucking. He gets shocked. Damn it! I was trying to beat you, and I I would have had you if it wasn't for the damn defibrillator. <laughs> yeah. I I appreciate you coming on, dude. I yeah, really man. Do. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Let me tell my story. I just tell people out there. I know everybody's got barriers and shit they're dealing with, and and whatever. And um, you know, just keep grinding. If you're if it's a medical thing, find a good doctor, man. It makes all the world, you know, all the difference in the world. And, find somebody else to talk to. Cause that, you know, as, as a guy and I'm not, this isn't a PSA or something, but you know, as guys, we like to, especially, I know I'm like this uh, when I, when I'm having issues and dealing with shit, that's when I withdraw. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta fix it. I gotta deal with it. And it helps to talk, find somebody else that's going through it and, and deal with it. So that's helped me. I know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank yeah, you, man. You, you, you know, you know, uh, I, I made a deal with myself at some point in my life. I can't remember where it was like 10 or 15 years ago. I said, I'm never going to allow myself to be embarrassed ever again the rest of my life, no matter fucking what. So if I drop my cell phone, if I fucking walk out of the shower and someone sees my dick, so like I'm never I am going to act cool in every fucking situation and take that as an opportunity because being embarrassed is, is, I think, the weakest thing you can do. It's better just to own shit. And so. Yeah. 
Being, I have a really good friend, uh, a coach that actually coached me some individually, uh, Gordon Lake, who's, who actually runs the fittest competition now and owns CrossFit Simpsonville. And he's he's one of those guys that's the kind of friend you really want to have that will tell you how it is. And I was telling him, you know, when fittest came around this year, I really wasn't in very good shape. And I was kind of, you know, there's a long run event in it. And I was like, I'm going to I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to embarrass you because he had been training me. So I was like, I'm going to embarrass you as a coach. And uh, he just flat out said, like, that sounds like that sounds like a self, you know, just an arrogance problem. Yeah, like yeah, it is dead. arrogance. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well yeah, said. Man, you nailed it. Yes. He, he's like, it sounds like you're arrogant. You, you know, you were, you know, it's more about you and, and your self image than anything. Because nobody else cares. Just like you said, nobody else gives a shit. Oh, shit. So, no one else gives a like, shit. Golly. Yeah. A matter of yeah, fact, but, people will but, think I mean, that's cool. Like that, in your, yeah. You know, in your corner, they're going to set you yeah. straight. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, we have each other's number. Text me. Call me. If you ever need to get defibbed or something, I'll run over. You got it. All right. <laughs> uh, Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate you, it. You, uh, you are a blessing in anyone's in in anyone's life that you're involved in. I can totally tell you're a cool dude. Your kids are fucking so stoked. They have a dad like you. Your wife's stoked. She has a husband like you. You're a wonderful human being. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and and uh, I'll see you around. Yeah, take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Cheers. Take it easy. Bam. Hi. Okay. I'm 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 going over the hill to Sunnyvale. Oh. All right. I was moving normally my back's a little more warmed up for a show. Oh, you're moving a little slow now. By the way, I just, just wanted to I shout jumped out. out of bed, dude, jumped in the shower and fucking got on the show. <laughs> just a full full panic. Just want to shout out Jessica here. She was giving us some uh some of her updates on how her fitness journey and stuff is going. And I would just want to point out this don't just like what Sevon was saying, don't worry about being the partner. Everybody gets in their head about it. And whenever I'm coaching no those classes, cares. I always say, guys. Remember the main thing. You're here to have fun. You're here to move and you're here to get sweaty. All that other shit doesn't really matter or exist. The competition, the PRs, all that that stuff is great. But when you're coming in for a partner workout, take that time to just slow down, have a good time, enjoy the community, and just be like ha- happy you have your health and you're there just working out. Don't get caught up in all the bullshit. Keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, I, ne- I never cared who my partner was. Never, ever, no, ever, you- ever. I don't care if it's the no. fire breather. The old person, I never cared. I was just stoked. I I love yeah. partner workouts. I, I was I didn't care if we lost. I, I every no. Who gives up? There's no yeah. fucking losing. You lose if you yeah. don't show up to the gym. Every day you show up to the gym, you've already won. Everything else is icing on the cake, and everything else is just oh. Ego. Caleb's not buying it. He's like you fuck put it you in and your thing. fucking love talk, Susan. It's very um, participation trophy esque. But and I'm <laughs> and I'm and I'm <laughs> hey, hey 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 and I'm fucking about it. This is the gym. This isn't some fucking competition. CrossFit's not a sport. It's a methodology for health. Focus on that. Hey, well, the good it. thing is this too. When you it. lose, when you lose, remember you're, someone else is happy. You you participated in making someone else happy. Yeah, and I know you're gonna go, but one quick story. We have this guy named John D. He was a legend at the gym. I mean, dude was an 800. Meter I used, they used to call me John D. Yeah, the big <laughs> and uh, and he just crushed every workout, but he always just had like terrible technique no matter what you would do. He just would take a 165 snatch straight from the ground overhead, just boom, boom, right. And a bunch of people came in, we had a partner workout, there were some dumbbell snatches in it, and uh, he's standing there just kind of waiting because everybody avoided being John D's partner because he was just gonna it was gonna get intense if you're with John D. And we had a drop in smaller, kind of skinny guy, I was kind of standing there looking around, like waiting to see. And John comes over, he's like, you got a partner? He was like, no. He's like, me and you. And he walks over, 
and he and he slides his foot under the fifty pound dumbbell like his like a shoe under the dumbbell, and then he just lifts it with his leg to his hand. That's and awesome. Walks over to their spot together. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a video like that today. See if I can even do that. And his partner just looks at him, and then he looks back at me, and I was like. <laughs> you good to go. All right, sorry. Welcome to the show. gym, buddy. <laughs> yes, Susan. I know he should be getting ready for a wedding. All right, yeah, uh, I'm late. Uh, love you guys. Peace. I will uh, talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Bye bye.